0: listening to nat's talk on the go the longest running washington nationals podcast going today with your hosts joe drugan and craig McHenry. joe and craig let's do it
1: well hey there craig and uh we are back here in uh 2017
0: the boys are back in
1: town indeed indeed uh yeah i uh I am excited to be back. We we have how many times do you think since we recorded our last show? Do do you think we tried to plan a podcast and then as it came up like man we, we really got nothing to talk about. <laughs> uh probably every week. I, I would I was going to say close to you know minimum half a dozen times if not. Yeah, more. I
0: would Yeah, I would say it's probably been 7 weeks ish. Yeah. Uh we six times.
1: Yeah, that's that sounds about right. Maybe
0: one week where we were like nah. Yeah, uh, but yeah, every single week it's like, let's talk about something. What do we have to talk about? Well, we could talk about announcers, right? <laughs> right. We could talk about other people getting into the Hall of Fame. Um, we could talk about this t- trade that another team made.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that really was it. I mean, that's really what we what we had. So we kind of put all those two together on top of, you know, pitchers and catchers uh reporting today and decided uh let's it's time to do a show.
0: Yeah, everyone, uh lovers across America have had this uh day circled for months and months, not because it's uh the day of Cupid, the day of love, uh the day but of no, mark. Because it's Pitchers and Catchers Report. And the Nationals reported to West Palm Beach.
1: Yeah, which is cool. Not, I mean that's... not
0: Vieira, Florida home of Panera and world of beer.
1: Yes. And,
0: and I believe a world market.
1: Yes, there was definitely a world market.
0: Uh, world market. that's pretty much it. Yeah. The new but, location thing is, is,
1: is cool. I'm, I'm you know, obviously not going to get down there this year, unfortunately, but I, I'm hoping to get down next year. It, a new spring training facility was just so necessary for the nationals for several years now for, for many reasons. reasons. Yeah. yeah.
0: Why don't you hit some of those? Well, uh, for anyone who's been lucky enough to go to Vieira and I say lucky enough, not because of the town of Vieira, <laughs> right. uh, but because spring training is just a magical, magical place to be it's just cool. the atmosphere, uh, just the backfields, you know, just being that close to the players, seeing I'm playing the ball catch the in the, you
1: know, in, in March in the, playing
0: parking, ball lot. In the parking lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that kind of stuff. That's It's it's magical. It's different. It's, it's a whole different atmosphere. It's a whole different vibe. And it's really uh, something that's meant to be experienced by everyone. Um, but because Vieira is in the middle of nowhere, it's 20 minutes north of Melbourne, which is not a big place anyway. And when you're talking about traveling to another team, you're looking at an hour to Port St. Lucie and an hour and a half to... Uh, I believe Houston was playing in Orlando at the time. Yeah. And the Cardinals
1: were also near about an hour and a half away as well. I think
0: in, I want to say Lakeland. Yeah, maybe. Um, and that was the closest they had. And that's a long way when you look at, uh, what they're dealing with in Arizona and why, uh, several teams, the Dodgers most notably, uh, have gone out to Arizona in the last 10 years because you're playing 15 minutes from every single club in Arizona.
1: Yeah, it's every really well done out there. It is
0: club is so close. Uh, so um, it's so easy as a fan. It's so easy for the teams to, you know, get on a bus. And if, you know, you need another player, he's there an inning later from your camp. Right. So um, it just makes a lot more sense for the Nationals to be in uh, – uh, a little bit more central location where there's teams closer by. I mean, hell, there's a team in the same complex now.
1: Which that's, you know, that's what they do in Arizona as well. You know, they all share complex, complexes share fields. And that's the way to do it. I mean, if you look at the the national spring training schedule, they play, like, I feel like half of the televised games are against the Astros. Like, yeah. <laughs> because why wouldn't you do that? You're, you are sharing a facility you're just making it easier to, because it, it doesn't only make it a challenge for when, you know, in Florida, when everything's, you know, an hour away, it doesn't make only make it a challenge for the Nationals. It's a challenge for the other team to get other teams to come to you. Right. Because it, they have to come from their facility to you as well. Um, I think it should make for better, you know, better spring training competition, as it were. Um, just not saying it's still spring training. It still doesn't matter, but you know, you're more likely to get a veteran to travel. Um, it's not going to be three and a half to four hours round trip in a bus. Right. There
0: are rules for that. There are spring training rules that, that says you have to have so many veteran type players travel with the team. Right. For every game. There, there are rules for that. Um, And uh, that's just to say nothing of the quality of the facility itself. I mean, this – the facility that the Nationals uh, were in in Vieira used to be the Marlins facility, and it became the Nationals facility, uh, I believe, as part of the uh, Jeffrey Loria Montreal Expos MLB shenanigans deal. I believe uh, that's right. Back in 2004, 2005. Um, so they kind of got a second-hand stadium in the first place. Yep. Uh, and we know how well Jeffrey Laurier takes care of things.
1: Yes, his players, um, his
0: fields, everything. So uh, just getting in a better uh, just top, state-of-the-art uh, facility for the players uh, is going to make a lot of difference for health, uh, for mental health, and – Palm beach is a much better area and it's going to make things easier for nationals, executives, coaches, uh, players to travel to.
1: I was just going to say, even to get there. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it easier. Fans. Yep. There's yeah. a
0: lot more places to stay. I mean, I know when I went, uh, a couple of times, I mean, we would stay in Jacksonville and make a day trip, which was almost two hours down to Vieira. Um, and it was a long haul. Yeah. Otherwise, I had a hotel in Melbourne 25 minutes away. Yeah. So it's not like you could really, you know, have a couple beers after the game because then you have to figure out how to get back to Melbourne. After. A half hour.
1: Exactly. You know, it's not like you're not going around the corner. So it's it's going to be a, a net benefit uh, all the way around. I The proximity to other, you know, people, other teams and um, proximity to another team as in the same facility with the Astros, I think is going to both be huge. Two of the biggest net benefits. Yeah. So
0: that's a really cool thing. Uh, Really exciting. Uh, We've always said in the past, pitchers and catchers, it's much more of a symbolic day than really anything. Right. Uh, Not a lot happens. Right. Uh, They show up. They, they, they show up. You're going to see some pictures of pitchers with bags. Uh, and a couple position players. I think the only position players so far that have shown up are Ryan Zimmerman and Trey Turner.
1: Yeah, I think that's um, that
0: was right. So, uh not a lot of exciting things, but it's more uh symbolic. This is the beginning of spring. This is the beginning of the grind and uh I believe the first spring training games are 2 weeks away.
1: Yeah, I believe the 28th. I think that's right. Yeah. So, we're that's that's the cool thing about it. It you know, there's not a lot of spin-up time. You know, they 'Cause you know, players will report what, early next week or late late this week?
0: Uh yeah. Uh five or so days from now. So,
1: you know, the players will report they'll they'll get some workouts in, they'll be there about ten days, and then we're gonna be watching some baseball. Um right. and so I, I wanna say I did tweet this out, you know, the Nationals because Masson um will only have seven games televised again for spring training, uh which is just brutal. Yay, Masson! Yeah, it's it's <clears throat> it's just brutal. Awful. I mean, there are no teams that that you know are dealing with that kind of terrible. Co- I shouldn't say no, but very few teams that are dealing with that poor coverage. There are teams like the Mets, the uh, uh, the Cardinals. Oh, you can always count on the
0: Mets broadcasts.
1: Yeah, I mean, exactly. The Cardinals too. They broadcast on TV or radio basically every spring training game, um, and so you know that that's what makes it during spring training and MLB.tv subscription worthwhile <laughs> because even if the Nationals broadcast isn't on, you can't get it on mass. And there are no, at least in previous years, there are no blackouts during spring training. So you can watch a NAT spring training game, you know, with the Mets broadcast, for example, um, and get, get some more spring training games. in. so that it pays for itself just for that month for me. i I just love it so that just a heads up on that
0: uh in case you are disappointed by that as well uh like all of us yeah so but yeah uh pretty excited uh been waiting for this day and it's the perfect time to uh get the dust off and bust out the old podcast machine and start talking a little baseball because it's time it is time and
1: you know how you know it's time because the nationals made a big old signing craig
0: National's made a huge, a huge, huge signing. Huge. huge. Uh, the the Nets grabbed uh, Adam Lind. Broke the bank.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: it, has it, have the terms of that deal come out yet? Uh, I believe it's a million dollar deal.
1: <laughs> so one year, a million bucks. Uh, uh,
0: there is a mutual option for next year. Uh, I don't know the contract value for next year, but I do know that it is a five hundred thousand dollar buyout.
1: Okay. Interesting.
0: Interesting. Uh, for next year. Uh, and Adam Lind. And uh, I missed this news yesterday. I saw that it had come through. You had told me, and uh, my brother had told me as well. But I really hadn't had a chance to uh, follow anything up on it, look up Adam Lind, anything else. But the only thing it screamed at me when I saw Adam Lind was Ryan Zimmerman insurance.
1: The, it was two things for me. Number one was Ryan Zimmerman insurance, and number two was Clint Robinson's going away. <laughs> Yes. I mean, those were the two, like, okay. And, uh, you know, I guess Clint Robinson still, because he was a 30-year-old rookie, has a significant amount of team control.
0: Oh, yeah. He's around for a while. He's he's not even arbitration eligible until after next year, I believe. Right.
1: So, I mean, I think that that makes him starting first baseman for the Syracuse Chiefs on opening day. Yeah. Um, and so that's good insurance to have, but... I got to be honest, there weren't a lot of super exciting moves for the Nats to make in this, you know, in this regard. Uh, it was really closers and they made none of them. So um, this, as far as 2016-17
0: offseason goes, uh, pretty big, honestly. It, it... Yeah, the Nationals did some good stuff with their bench. I really, I really like how they've sh- uh, shorned, nice. shored, shor- shorned, shorned short short, shortnitted of yeah. their bench. Yes. Um so it's a great move Adam Lind, uh $1 million left-handed first baseman. He is your traditional uh left-handed hitting first baseman. He is not going to hit lefties well at all. I want to say he's around a 2.15 life uh lifetime left-handed or hitter against lefties uh and he hits somewhere around 2.90 against righties. So he's split, split, split. Uh, I would not be surprised if he is going to get uh, almost a straight platoon with Ryan Zimmerman. Just I think it's come to that point. Uh, I think it'll help preserve Ryan Zimmerman's health uh, as it needs to be. And I, uh, I think. That's just gonna be a really good thing. That's,
1: that's the most important part. I actually think it is going to be a good thing for Zimmerman. We, you know, you can't look at what Ryan Zimmerman's been capable of over the last, um, you know, couple of seasons and, and, and in any way expect him to even play 140 baseball games. I mean, he just is not capable of that. And you have to adjust for that. And I think this is the a really apt adjustment. I mean, Ryan Zimmerman hasn't played more than 140 games since 2013. We're going into the 2017 season. Yeah. I mean, you just cannot expect that kind of, uh, you know, output from him anymore. And so if you do get Ryan Zimmerman regular days off to deal with the shoulder, to deal with the plantar fasciitis, to deal with all the other stuff, then... You might have a chance to keep him off the disabled list for most of the season, and have him play four days a week.
0: Yeah, and let me let me clear this up. I said I believe I said it wrong. He's it's not going to be a platoon, but I think you're going to see tough. I think you're going to see Adam Lynn playing against tough right-handed pitchers. Yeah, he's, without question, it's
1: not going to be every every time that the nationals are facing a right-handed pitcher, Adam Lynn's going to start. Cause then Adam Lynn's going to start more games than Ryan Zimmerman. Right. But absolutely not. Yeah. But you are going to see, and Ryan Zimmerman could hit righties. So that's not, right. and he, he's, he's been good at that for most of his career when he's been healthy, but he just has to have those two or three days a week off.
0: Yeah. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be more, more time off than you would expect. Uh, I think you're going to see Adam Lynn, Adam Lynn more than you would expect, uh, for a traditional bench player. So, right.
1: And and um, at, that's if what that seeing. being the case, you know, signing him on a million-dollar deal, Lind is coming off of, uh, you know, a, down, a down, really down, down, down year. year. I mean, an d- incredibly down year. But before that, he's been a productive replacement-level player.
0: He's been an above-replacement-level player. He's yeah. had an OPS-plus. Over 110, three of the last four years, last year being the exception, where he still hit 20 home runs last year in Safeco.
1: Yeah, and, and in, uh, with the Blue Jays in 2014, which is not all that long ago, he had a 142 WRC+. Plus. I mean, he yeah. has put up some really good numbers. And even last year— And that's A.O. A.O. And that's al exactly. And even last year with the Mariners, when he had a you know a really down year, he still was almost average offensively. He had a ninety two wrc plus. So, it's yeah, not, so you know it's not like he was a joke of a player. He was you know eight percent below league average offensively essentially.
0: Yeah, so... this is definitely a Rizzo pickup. This is a, a one of those you look at it and you're like, really. Adam Lynn was still available and for only a million dollars. That's a steal. Yeah, exactly. That could be that. a, just a great deal. And he's replacing Clint Robinson, who, as we discussed, was not at all dependable. Uh, he did. Clint Robinson had one extra base hit after the all-star break and it happened in the playoffs.
1: Right? Yeah. And so you can't let yourself get caught up in that. No Robinson, you know, in, uh, in with the Nationals was an above average player in 2015 but that was one year you yeah. can't you can't look at that and say oh that's the player that he is when that one year was his rookie season at 30 you you just can't expect to be, to him to return to that you don't know what you're getting and it was very shrewd for Rizzo and the front office to you know realize they had a real hole to fill you know i think adding adam lind to the infield and the bench does give some more movement and makes me feel less worried about the situation of the infield. I still am terrified about the state of the outfield.
0: Okay. Well, we'll get to that, but real quick, let's wrap up some, some bench stuff. Yeah. So the nationals uh, shipped out Danny Espinosa right before our last podcast, who Uh, I believe, I'm not sure if he settled with the uh, Angels, uh, but he's making five and a half million dollars. Wow. To, I believe he's going to be the starting second baseman. Yep. Out in Anaheim. Um, So the Nationals replaced Danny Espinosa with uh, re-signing Steven Drew.
1: Which is a great move.
0: And they have Chris Heisey. Yep. And they had uh, who also is sticking around, and then Adam Lind for a million dollars. So for the same amount of money that Danny Espinoza cost, they have all three of those players for the same amount of. Good money.
1: call. I didn't didn't even think about that. That's a yep.
0: great call. So they were able to get uh, veteran, 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 uh, and productive veteran, pretty solid production. Yeah. Um, at multiple positions uh, for that same amount of money. So uh, getting this Adam Lind deal bottled up is fantastic
1: yeah great call um anything else on that
0: uh no uh let's talk a little bit about how terrified you are of the outfield
1: yeah i uh, my main concern you have guys that can that can spell in i mean i'm incredibly excited about you know eaton and harper and worth that's a great that is an objectively great outfield
0: yes Oh, objectively, yes.
1: Objectively, like, a top outfield in Major League Baseball.
0: Well, especially after we, we've just finished with more whispers from Boris Camp about Harper playing through something last year, but healthy now.
1: Exactly. And if and if he's really healthy now, boy, that is good
0: news. Boy, howdy.
1: But what happens when one of those guys gets
0: hurt? Yeah.
1: And, you know... Are you really counting on Chris Heisey to be productive five, six days a week? Or Michael Taylor? I, I mean, uh, I have, I guess Stephen Drew could do some work out there, or Adam Lind could play some outfields.
0: Ooh, he hasn't played outfield in four or five years. And he shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. This is,
1: I'm just saying, this is my point. Yeah,
0: major league baseball players over the course
1: of a six month season, where you play every single day, get hurt, and what happens when one of those outfielders inevitably has his fifteen day disabled list stint? Yeah, and that may go to thirty days. You know, I that is where I have my my most concern.
0: Yeah, there was a fantastic article on FanGraphs not too long ago, maybe two weeks ago, uh, that said the Nationals' top ten. Uh, I guess projected war players uh, place them as like the best team in baseball,
1: like with with the Dodgers and somebody else,
0: Cubs probably. Cubs, yeah, and the Cubs. Yep, yeah, I would assume the Cubs. Um, <laughs> yep, obviously. Um, but when you look at the bench, like the next bits, it's like
1: ew. like they. It's not like a look; they plummet. I mean, yeah. they like they absolutely, positively plummet.
0: Uh, so it's really – health is the name of the game for the Nationals this season. Uh, uh, the moves the Nationals have made with Lind and Drew um, are great for depth uh and Heise as well. But like you said, if you're counting on these players for more than uh spells here or there, hmm.
1: Yeah. I, I, I pulled out the Dave Cameron article just for, for reference, you know, with the projected bench, he has, uh, Cameron has Lobatone Robinson, which now Robinson's replaced with Lind, um, drew Heisey and Taylor, which I think is exactly right. I, if no other changes are made. Yes. Um, that's, you're still talking, even if you go back to a more productive Lindier, you're getting an one extra win out of that. Maybe, um, there is just a lot of there is just a lot of holes there i mean defensive holes offensive holes consistency uh it, it's it's concerning and i don't know if there is a play, if there are players out there to fix the problem i don't know i really don't i think we're going to have to hope for help health a lot
0: this year yeah it's a it's a big gamble on health uh it's high risk high reward yep uh it's exciting it's it is
1: exciting, and I think that I was I was talking with a coworker about the, about that uh, just the other day. About like the whole point of of baseball is to be exciting. It is not it is not going to be. Nobody is looking at the Nationals coming into this year. At least they shouldn't be thinking that they are the favorites for anything. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that they won't be picked to win the division, and if they are picked to win the division, they you know those will not be bad picks, but. They're not. They're not running away with anything their coming guesses. into 2017.
0: They're guesses.
1: Yeah, they are guesses. They are not solid projections. Um, there are just a lot of holes, but that doesn't mean that it's not going to be interesting. And it also means that the team could be, could still be very good. It's not. You know, we're not saying any of that, um, or at least I'm not saying any of that. But uh, it will be very interesting. And speaking of holes, as long as we're on the topic. Um, Go on. <laughs> very nice. Uh bullpen.
0: Bullpen. Just,
1: just nothing except a trade for any Romero. Anybody. Was, anybody I'll, will do. Yeah, exactly. That's like a a we'll trade you our guy for your guy because ugh, situation. The uh, went to Tampa Bay in the deal, Jeffrey Rosa? Sure. Uh, ever heard? Nope. Yeah, all okay, can't either. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of just a fly-by-night thing. I Not much going on there at the moment.
0: No, uh, it looks like Rizzo's kind of tied his horse. I mean, we didn't see the lean deal coming until it happened. Yep. Uh, there's still some names flying around. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but there's still... Uh,
1: uh, well, David Robertson's the big one.
0: Uh, yeah, Nationals are at a standstill. I'm guessing the White Sox want actual people... Uh, <laughs> for him right um but they seem to forget that robinson's not that great anymore right um so they probably want a little bit more than nothing uh they can have michael a taylor oh wait
1: there, yeah. there's
0: the rest of the depth um, yeah
1: right i mean that's part of the problem now you you start even your fringe guys that you if you could have signed a free agent that you you know then you would have felt more comfortable for you know parting with you can't now yeah you just you just can't part with your michael taylor because i mean i guess you got brian goodwin i mean you could bank on brian goodwin having his year and you get rid of taylor but i mean uh, i hope to see a lot of brian goodwin but uh, do we know what he is yet no no he came up in september last year we don't know what that means Um, so there's a lot of depth concern there as well. Not to mention a lot of those guys in the bullpen didn't perform in stretches, uh, last year that are currently in the bullpen.
0: So, so yeah, the bullpens, uh, definitely scary. Yeah. It's very, very scary. Very scary. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's all I got. I mean, I, I can't make you feel better about the, the bullpen. It's the nationals needed some moves. They needed some players. They needed some help at the back end and, It just didn't happen. They did not get it. Yeah. They did not get what they wanted uh, in any, anyone. Yeah. They just didn't. So for whatever reason, uh, Kenley Jansen wanted to stay in Los Angeles. Uh, The Nationals really didn't like Aroldis Chapman that much. Thank God. Right. Um, Mark Melanson got all of the money from San Francisco. And
1: the crazy thing about the Melanson deal, he got a ton of money for a guy his age, but you know, he was on... The radio in San Francisco not long after he signed the deal and said, Yeah, I got to be honest, I kind of expected to go back there to DC. Yeah. You know, like he expected it to happen. It just, you know, the, the learners weren't ready, to, weren't willing to go that extra five million bucks or whatever it was, you know, that, and we've been dealing with that a lot.
0: So, yeah. Anyway, it is it is what it is. The, uh, they didn't get what they want. And so Rizzo is forced to go with, uh, the bargain pin uh and the miners again and see if he can pull a rabbit out of his hat he's done it before and um we'll see what happens can't really make you feel too much better about it but um obviously there's some talent there um who's going to close i'm <laughs> You're right we'll we'll find out uh, hopefully everyone can start throwing complete games that would be cool
1: yeah that would be i mean the, the nationals have at least 3 starters to do it I, on the regular, uh, at least yeah. go seven seven innings on the regular, but you know you just can't can't count on that for six months.
0: Yeah, so it's uh it's it'll be interesting to see, and I'm sure that there's still moves out there. You never really know because there are going to be players that get cut. Uh, there are going to be players that are still sitting around waiting for deals. Yeah, I mean there are players. There are
1: you know. A, a dozen, a dozen and a half players currently on, you know, it, it, on teams with invites that have opt-outs. Um, you know, with a bunch of teams, which which, which means, you know, they want to be, be making the team. And if not, they want to have a week or two before the season starts to get, you know, into another camp and prove themselves with another team. The Nationals might, you know, strike gold with one of those guys. It's it's very possible they've done it. Before. It's happened before. Exactly. So you know it's not not all is lost. But right
0: now it's not what you want. It's not what you want. Exactly. It's, it's it's what we have, and you can either you know look at it with you know sadness and despair, and or you can say, hey, you know, crazier things have happened, and and it's know, gonna be a funnier. <laughs> it's it's gonna be a roller coaster.
1: Exactly. And that's I got. I don't know. It's got. Is that going to lead you right into
0: your little? Uh, I think it might little... actually.
1: I wasn't going to do it. it, but I think I'm going to do Go it a little bit. Go for
0: it. Your little segue. Yeah.
1: So, uh, you know, I tweeted uh, maybe a month ago or so, maybe a few weeks ago about there were a lot of people talking about how disappointing it is that DC sports teams and the Nationals and everything else just haven't performed in the playoffs. And I'm not going to read what I said, but ultimately, what's the point, Joe? Why am I
0: going to follow the team all season long if it's just going to break my heart, Joe?
1: This is the the argument that kills me. <laughs>
0: yes, I know. This but is. I, I'm I'm here. For I really you. appreciate
1: it. Like that's I, I and and that that argument to me gives me so much pain because if if you are watching a team from April March or April until the beginning of October, only to feel like it's a letdown because they got knocked out in the playoffs. Just don't watch them. (laughs) Like, if you just hate it so much, just, like, pick it up in the playoffs. There's nothing wrong with being that fan. Like, I'm not even being sarcastic. I'm just saying that's fine. And And I get being disappointed and being frustrated, but Major League Baseball is designed to be slow and take time. And not one game matters more than the next game. It's not 16 games. It's 162 of them. It is a slow-moving process. Each so, game
0: is literally less than a percent of the season. Exactly.
1: You can, you know, winning streaks matter, but like lo- you could have a similar losing streak over the next week, and all that progress is gone. It is just a long haul of a season. And that's part of what makes it, it's most of what makes it. It's a huge reason that it's great. And there are a lot of people chatting about it. I think earlier this week or last week, I, I saw Johan talking about it. There are like, you can w- sit and watch a baseball game and just kind of like have a baseball game on. You can't do that with hockey or football. You just can't, you have to be in it. You can't miss a month. Baseball is a whole different thing. And if you are spending six months seven nights a week watching a sport and then you go well this season was a waste because they didn't make the playoffs or they're out in the first round or they you know they actually made the playoffs and had a great series but they're out in the first why are you watching if you're if it's if it's that frustrating to you just be a playoff fan and i'm and i'm being genuinely serious that's fine (laughs) there's nothing wrong with that but I get so much enjoyment out of the day in and day out, and getting mad about baseball because I'm watching baseball. It just enjoy that;
0: it's what it's there for. That's it. I like and. it. thin, thin backslash, and exactly. Rant. I'm done. I like it. Uh, real quick questions? Oh no! Real just quick. real quick. Bob and
1: FP get a two-year deal with an option for a third. Blah. So they're going to be around for
0: you know a while Do we it. tried i sent in a resume they didn't <laughs> want us we should i yeah i i don't really
1: i just wanted to mention it i don't really have too much to add on the topic it's, maybe
0: one day joe and i'll send in our or we'll post our 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 tape we sent in yes so oh, that would be fun that would be fun i, I mean i think something. we were i think we were like 12 years in at the time yes. when we recorded it so
1: it would be good it would be good maybe maybe uh Maybe with the right level of, of sponsorship in twenty seventeen, we can we can make that happen. Look at Joe,
0: always be working,
1: always be working, Craig. Let's uh, love it. Let's let's go to our new twenty seventeen tradition of Craig. Doing this is questions. not a new tradition. <laughs> Craig Craig is going to do questions today. This so is not
0: it. a new tradition. Just today. Let's okay. And for the rest of the year. Okay, just today. Just today. A couple other times. Okay. Just today. Uh, question from John Fang. Would you be in favor of MLB having its own domestic winter league for development purposes? As opposed to, you know, the Mexican league, the Dominican league, the Venezuelan winter league, those kind of things.
1: Uh, interesting. Uh, interesting concept. I think a huge part of those, you know, the other, you know, the Venezuelan league, Dominican league is climate. Um, is, is a huge factor there. I feel like, um, but I wouldn't be opposed to it. It would be it would be great to have
0: winter baseball in this country. Yeah, I think it's great for here, but I don't. I think uh, MLB should work more with those leagues. I don't think necessarily um, MLB should have a league here. Uh, I think one of MLB's responsibilities needs to be growing the game worldwide. Uh, and making those leagues stronger, uh, safer, uh, more developed, more organized, um, better statistics, uh, not necessarily running them, um, because they're more about the local culture, the local fans, the local players. I mean, there's no way you would see a 50 year old Venezuelan player playing in, you know, The Florida Winter League, sponsored by Major League Baseball and Sunkist. (laughs) Yeah, Um, right. But you would see a 50-year-old former Major League hometown hero playing, uh, running and player managing a team in Venezuela. You know, you would see that. And that's more of what the Winter Leagues are about, you know. Kind of a little bit more of that. So I, I I don't think that's necessarily a thing that needs to happen, uh, that Major League Baseball needs to run. But I would like to see a little bit more joint effort, I should say.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Nothing wrong with that. Um, let's see. Uh, from Nat's Bankruptcy, can I come on the show as The Stig? Uh, well, first off, Steve, I don't think Joe knows what The Stig is, so we're just going to pass that one off. Joe? Hmm. Yep, didn't I think so. Feel, uh, uh, no, I'm not even... I feel like it was a Top it, Gear thing, but I could be wrong. It's a Top Gear thing! Oh, no kidding? Yeah! Nice. Hey, see? Nice Suck bro. it! Oh, it's a car thing. I should have known. You you do know the car thing. Suck it! Okay, uh, from Jay Reese Hokey. Which non-roster invitees have the best chance to make the team? He thinks Worley, but anyone else.
1: Uh, Not a whole lot of guys on the list... I think if you if the Nationals decide they, they need another left-handed guy, Neil Cotts could could pan out. Um left-handed reliever uh had a, again an, a down year guy had a couple of good years before that before that nothing well to speak of, but you never know what could happen. Matt Albers possible um I honestly did not even know that the Nationals signed uh, brought in Jeremy Guthrie until right now. Um, So that's probably not going to happen. I'm going to go ahead and
0: say anyone who pitches out of the bullpen.
1: Yeah. I mean, those are, those are where you're looking. The three, the three people I listed were all those, those guys. Yeah. Literally
0: anyone who has a good spring training, Brian Broderick, even. (laughs) Yeah, Nice. Excellent. Pull. Uh, What do you think of the addition of devil's backbone as a sponsor? I'm in favor of it. If the vendors are carrying it,
1: Uh, I, uh, you know, Devil's Backbone is now a an embev product, but it is delicious. So I yeah, I got, I got no problem why, with it.
0: That's why it's there because they're owned by Bud. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I
1: mean and I see. I, I just jumped right in on that, but yeah, for uh, on your on your beer comment, that's why they're there. No, that's fine. That's I'm, fine. Yeah. I, I don't have a problem with it because it's good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so good beer. I, I like good beer. Um, What do you think of the potential changes to speed up the game? Time limit for a manager challenge? Yes. Runner on second in extras? No. I'm really
1: glad this question got asked because we forgot to put it on our list. Uh, I definitely wanted to talk about it. Um, You know, time limit, we've kind of beat this one to death. The time limit on a manager challenge is, it should be an immediate challenge and uh, maximum, absolute maximum, two minutes of umpire review. If it's not two minutes, the call stands. Period. But... Run around second extras, so i've gone back and forth on this why don't you take
0: it uh well first off uh, I agree uh I think the term immediate I think there needs to be some type of leeway i don't know how you can enforce immediate yeah i um, i mean i
1: think I think literally like you have five seconds, okay, like something like that like. I I don't know how you again enforcement is difficult but it really yeah, should Yeah, that's
0: that's that's where I come in like how how does that how does that work? Is there and, is there is, know, a, is there a buzzer system? Is there a challenge flag? Like Yeah, I mean, you know?
1: valid. But you do also have to you got to you have to kill the having a replay guy in that in that that you can call.
0: Like okay. you got
1: to you got to make that go away at least.
0: Uh run around second thing. Uh I see the value of it in spring. I see the value of it in super low levels of minor league like uh rookie ball rookie ball like yeah florida league R- rookie like ball Golf uh,
1: short league. season like short season a
0: single a maybe maybe, maybe not even that much maybe but yeah i agree like like i can see not immediately but after the 14th you know something right. oh yeah okay when we get later in it when you know when it's becoming an issue. Yeah. You know, I, I Curfew kind of thing. Yeah, I, that's a
1: cool idea because my, my immediate reaction to that, to the idea was, that's kind of cool. Like, that was my immediate reaction. But then I was like, wow, I just, I love a good 15-inning baseball game, though.
0: Like, right, and Joe Torre was quoted something like, no one likes it when you get to the 17th inning and a position player has to come in and pitch. And I'm like... Who the fuck are you talking? Yeah, to? seriously. Everyone loves that. We're, Everyone I've ever met. That is literally the greatest thing in the world.
1: The, I. There are literal Twitter accounts that exist to to let people know that there's position, a position player, player, player pitching. Yeah, <laughs> I follow it. Me too. Because like. It is one of my biggest joys of following a Major League Baseball season is watching a
0: position player pitch in a Major League Baseball game. No question. No. Uh, and you know, and it, the, the lead up to that, who is it going to be? Who's the Nationals position player that's going to have to pitch? Yep. You know, who are the other team? When are they going to do it? Are they going to do it early? How long is he going to go? Are, is he going to be able to strike someone out? Does does Ichiro have a slider? answer yes yes Ichiro has a slider which I mean at 41
1: years old Ichiro has a slider
0: so I mean how how can you tell me that's not you know we're talking about it that's obviously something that's really cool so I can see it in in the minors uh, I can see it in the lower level minors I can see it up to a ball even uh after a, a certain point um just in terms of uh, health. I mean, saving pitchers' arms because obviously you don't want anyone to get hurt. But once you get to Double AA, A, Triple A, the majors, there's real things at stake. There's yep. careers at stake. There's um, titles at stake. There's that one um, win that promotions. the team gets
1: because there's a run on second ba- runner on second base could easily change the course of the season, and it doesn't matter if it happens in April or September.
0: Right, you don't see the biggest game of the year decided based on a coin flip. Right, exactly. And that's part of what makes baseball great. So, anyway, great questions. Uh, thank you. That's Ed a Jerry great question, Beast. Jerry. Thank you. Pokey. Um, all of those. Um, let's see, answered some of Steve Golden's questions there. Love this one from Designs R. Kurt. You have 200 regular season wins you can distribute among the four DC major sports teams this year. How many wins are you giving each team? Yeah, I did catch that
1: one. That one is good. Uh, uh, go ahead. Yeah.
0: it's it's. It, he said regular season. So zero for the D.C. football team, yep. obviously. Yeah, obviously. Uh, 50 for the Wizards, 50 for the Caps, and 100 for the Nets. I mean. That's good. Why, why break it down any other way? I mean, that's a, a good seed for the Wizards. That's a top seed in the – that's number one in the NHL. That's President's Trophy right there for the Caps. And that's...
1: it's you know up up in uh, up in Cavs territory for the Wizards, so that's good. Yeah, uh, I, you know, when I first read this question, I was I, I I missed the regular season question. I was like, okay, so how many wins do the Nationals get to win the World Series? Yeah, I, like,
0: I, a regular season definitely. But
1: then I saw the regular season. Uh, you know, I Craig's answer is great. I yeah. I mean, I think I would love to say like 120 wins for the Nats because why not?
0: yeah why not? just Seth, i I could give them the a record little, i could yeah i could I could fudge some away from the wizards and the the caps uh go like 40 go forty forty one twenty just to give the nats the record exactly uh, because both teams would still make the playoffs bingo mm, maybe the caps would make the playoffs yeah the wizards would the caps may not no yeah, so i there'd be some creative accounting there, but i think <laughs> right I think right now. Uh, We're at a time where I know we have some questions about it later. Um, The Wizards are playing amazing basketball right now. Uh, The Capitals are playing incredible hockey right now. And the Nationals have a top three team in the NL NL, uh, going into 2017. It is a great time for those three sports in D.C. So I want all three of them to be great. Yeah. So I would rather the Nationals win 100 than be an all-time great at 120 and have the others be good but not super. So I'd rather have all three be really, really good.
1: I lo- love your at argument. At the same time. Love, love your argument. That's great. I'm, I'm on board.
0: Cool. Um, Johan with a couple questions. Uh, this is NLB's Nats. Who needs to be the Nats MVP this year? Who would you like to see be the MVP this year?
1: Yeah. That, uh, I mean, I think... The easy answer for who needs to be it does need to be Bryce Harper.
0: It needs to be Bryce Harper. I mean without it, question.
1: It you saw what the Nationals were capable of when he was good. Um Yeah, it needs to be, period. Um who would I like to see? I mean, I'd love to see Trey Turner continue what he did. In like in his rookie year. I'd love to see him, you know have that i mean the other answer for who would i like to see be the mvp this year is also bryce harper
0: <laughs> yeah i was gonna say bryce harper
1: yeah i mean i it's think it's bryce
0: harper for both
1: i i think that's probably that's my answer if i'm picking a different one trey turner
0: he's he's bryce Harper's the linchpin he is yep he is it if bryce harper is going the nationals are going to be freak nasty Yep. if he's not they need they need a balanced attack.
1: Especially if he's good and he's surrounded by Adam Eaton and, and Daniel Murphy having a year like he had last year and Anthony Rendon having a second half like he had last year. They could be real good. <laughs> yeah. But you, you, you need Bryce Harper in order to be able to be real good. Yes.
0: So, yep. Bryce Harper for both for me. Yeah. Great question. Um,
1: great question. Who, who takes
0: the Michael A. Taylor spring training MVP award?
1: Uh, why don't you explain what this means, Craig? Uh,
0: who has an amazing spring training and then is just uh, hot garbage? I, like it. <laughs> uh,
1: I feel like Mike Morse also fits in this category, although Morse had a couple of good years. But
0: Morse had some good years. Yeah. that's 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 rude.
1: Yeah, that's true. All right, that's fair. Uh, who takes the award? The Brian Broderick
0: Award. Yes, that's a, that's a great one. I mean, he was just not relevant. Uh, uh, the The Brad Eldred Award. Brad Eldred, wow. Yeah, yep, just, yep. Just terrible. Anyone out there? Brad Eldred? Nope. Okay. Um, I don't have an answer for this. Do you have one? Uh, I think it's going to be Ryan Zimmerman. Uh, not because he's going to be terrible during the year, but I think he's going to have an amazing spring training. Everyone's going to get super-duper excited, and then he's going to be the same Ryan Zimmerman he's been for the last couple years.
1: Yeah, I mean, Zimmerman's a notorious be fast starter which who kind is going to be a,
0: about the same.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's a notorious fast starter who kind of levels out. Um, which is kind of rare uh i don't i don't have a good answer for this i'm gonna i'm gonna pass i don't have a good answer let's see this is why i read the questions craig
0: nice lind 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 uh beard we did miss you um yes clint has gone from the 25 man what will be the craziest thing to happen on the field this year huh. example ollie's bunt
1: Mm. mm. triple play
0: Okay, there was one of those last year, wasn't there? There
1: was one. I'm gonna I'm calling it again.
0: Nice. Oh yeah, that triple play was crazy last year. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. What about And you? I think it was a West Coast game, too. Uh that sounds right. I think it was Arizona? Yeah,
1: because I think it was at like midnight.
0: Yep, because I was asleep. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say it's going to be a double steal, and one of the steals is gonna be home. Ooh, nice. Yes. Nice. Good one. Uh, I do not understand this question. Let's see if you can understand this question. If a team was willing to trade as Sunflower Seeds and Double Bubble for Michael A. Taylor, what's the least amount Rizzo should take? <laughs>
1: uh, as, much, as much as I like to give Michael A. Taylor a hard time, he's, he's worth a hell of a lot more than Sunflower Seeds and Double Bubble.
0: I think you got to at least get juicy fruit. Yeah,
1: nice. I'd I'd, I'd like to see, uh, I don't know, I feel like a massive wad of Big League Chew would have to
0: happen. Oh, yes. Uh, And these are from Carl Schlegel, which is a delightful name. That is a great name. Um, uh, Since you're doing a show tonight, what trade will occur in the next (laughs) 24 hours? Always
1: a great question. Uh, The Robertson trade, why
0: not? Wow, Clint Robertson being traded.
1: no. David Robertson coming to. Oh, David
0: Robertson, not Robinson. Okay. No, Robert. Okay. Okay. Yes. Cool. What player will we miss most from spring training in spring training this year? Hashtag Buffalo. Uh,
1: I mean, we I, I, Wilson, Ramos is a great answer. Obviously. Um, he's going to be missed around these parts. He wasn't around in spring training, but, uh, you know, Melanson, man.
0: Yeah. Because closer. Yeah. We, we don't have one of those. Not Papelbon, huh? Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Who was on the team last year? Who who was on the
1: team and in spring training? One wore that uh, wore that gun show shirt. Yep. Obama, uh, who, Obama can't control these guns. Who are you most excited to see? Hashtag Spanky. Uh, that's a that's a good one. Uh, I mean, this is the thing about spring training: literally fucking everybody. <laughs> Like, like, there is no player oh, on the team that I am not excited to see. Uh, but real answer, Derek Norris. Wow. I I always yes. loved Derek Norris from back in the day. I am thrilled. I was thrilled when I read about that signing. Really excited okay. for him to be back. He Not going to be Wilson Ramos. Just not. But I think real good, great pitch famer got better at calling a game I, I i think it'll be really cool to see how he starts to work with uh strasberg
0: and and scherzer and uh roark and all those guys um okay thank you carl schlegel good questions uh this is from the beard what are the odds that redacted throws out the first pitch on opening day and i'm just going to assume that redacted in this situation only means president bartlett
1: oh nice Good.
0: Yes. Uh, and I'm going to say, I dream of that every night.
1: <laughs> that would be pretty amazing. Uh, oh, my God. I just got the question. I really was reading Redacted as blank and was very confused. Now I know who Redacted is, and I just pooped a little. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's that's not going to happen. Yeah. No, I don't think it'll happen. No right. way.
0: No, no, no way at all. At all. At yeah. All. Uh, moving on uh, from the Nets GM, Ryan Sullivan. Uh, what are you drinking, Joe? Uh,
1: I am enjoying a Goose Island preseason season lager.
0: Hey, how very fitting.
1: Yes, that, it's actually, I, I went to the, uh, Harris Teeter today on the way, uh, home from work and was kind of going through wanted something new and different and, uh, saw that. I was like, well, that's apt. So I bought it.
0: <laughs> nice. How is it?
1: Uh, it's good. Uh, nice. I, I, I like it. I mean, Goose Island's universally great, but, um, it's good. It's a little, uh. A little fruity, but not yeah. too fruity or sweet, so it's not bad. What
0: about what about you? I have a limited release from Founders Brewing Company called the Fruitwood. Ooh, what's the Fruitwood? I don't know. It is. is a cherry ale aged in maple syrup bourbon barrels. Goodness. <laughs> yeah, goodness is right. That sounds amazing, but
1: and made better by its founders.
0: Yes, <laughs> they so are pretty- phenomenal pretty happy with that decision it's pretty boozy and it's a little bit sweet for my taste but it's uh it's not it's not too bad it sounds sweet it sounds like something that i could have like a quarter sip of yeah um okay um when is he coming back on the show ryan sullivan yeah we should do that yeah yeah i agree um less popular in dc trump or papel barn <laughs> uh it's... i think based on the numbers it's definitely trump i was gonna say it's got to be trump but uh
1: yeah. See, this is this is my whole thing. Uh, you know, the whole Papelbon thing happened during a different time in America. Yeah. Where we can be concerned about such things. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with that.
0: Uh, who wins, Jericho? Jericho versus Kevin Owens at WrestleMania? Can't even begin to know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, it's it's Y2J <laughs> all day long. Okay. It's 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 Jericho going yes. away. Come on. There we go. Get your head out of your ass, Ryan. There we go. Okay, um, let's see. Which Nat? Uh, this is from the Dan. Since it's Valentine's Day, which Nat do you think has the most active dating life?
1: Aren't like all of them married? Probably. I mean, I I really feel like there are very few single guys left on that squad. Yeah. I mean, I I I'm gonna go Joe Ross because that smile.
0: Because that th- them dimples though. Them dimples though, indeed. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's going a good right. one. Yeah, I, I think Trace is uh, still not ready to date.
1: Yeah, I mean, Trey, well, isn't he with
0: somebody? I don't know. I don't know. He, no, ask he's also Mina. twelve, so ask Mina.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Mina is the best. The best. Yes.
0: Uh, okay, since the uh, also from the Dan, since the Washington Wizards are hot AF right now, what baseball positions do you think John Wall and Bradley Beal project to? Oh, that's, that's a great question. question. Great we'll crossover. Um, I actually misread this question originally, and I was thinking, which baseball player do they project to? And that was hard. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no kidding. But which position do they project to is a whole different thing. Yeah. Uh,
1: I, I'm i going to go uh, John Wall center field.
0: Uh, wow, okay. Why not? Why not? Uh, I'm going to say John Wall, actually. Uh, I think uh, he's kind of the newer model uh, Manny Machado second baseman. Okay. Uh, because he's big, he's strong, he's powerful, uh, but he's got the sick hands for the transfer.
1: Ah, uh, okay, I see. I, I see the way you're. I, I'm thinking, you know, center field guy, guy who you know run running the team from the outfield perspective. Okay, uh, gonna gonna get some assists from the outfield perspective.
0: I can see that. that. I can see that. Yeah.
1: That's where I was coming from.
0: No, I'm thinking he's got the he's got the, that's, the... yeah, that's good. I like that. I like, okay, I like cool, that. Okay, cool, cool. And then uh Beal is just the quickness, so he's he's short.
1: Yeah, shortstop. Yeah, shortstop. Yeah, I sure. completely agree with shortstop for, for Beal. Totally. Uh Well, I like second base, that's good. I, I'm I'm sticking with my
0: center field on him though. Very good, very because good. Um, moving on. We got some great questions. Thank you guys so much for the questions. We've missed you. Yeah. We did. Uh the Dan, what do you expect out of Anthony Rendon this year?
1: Uh, I think I think we're getting an idea of who Anthony Rendon is, personally. I think that he's going to have some, some health issues, for sure. But I think when he is healthy... No. And, and Yeah, right. But I, I think when he is healthy in there, he's one of the two or three best players on that team. And I think that's what we're going to see this year. Truly. I think he is maybe the... I, mean, I guess third. He has to be behind... Um, Harper and, and and Murphy but he's he's right there in my opinion.
0: Nice. What about you? Yeah, I I'll agree. Um I think we're going to see a a good solid hitter. Uh the 18 to 21 22 home run range uh projection when he's healthy. Yep. When uh, healthy. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah, when healthy that that pace uh per game. Um so yeah, uh I think top 10 MVP player when healthy.
1: No doubt. No doubt. And he, I mean, he's done that already. Yeah. So yeah, completely agree.
0: Uh, who will be the starting first baseman at the all-star break?
1: Uh, Ryan Zimmerman. Who will be the starting first baseman at the end of the season? Ryan Zimmerman. (laughs) Nice.
0: Yeah. I don't think that's changing. I don't think that. What about you? Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, I think, the only reason it wouldn't be is if there were a a, a minor DL situation.
1: Yeah, I mean, you. I, I'm not figuring for injuries in in right. these cases. I mean, if there if these on a DL, obviously it's. I mean, at any point if there's a DL situation, it's Adam Lind. So,
0: what is the best in game snack? The best in game. Sn- okay, so define a snack. Whose what, what is do you, this? this is from NL Beast Nats hey, Johan.
1: And who had the last question? Sorry,
0: that was the Dan. Oh, nice. Okay.
1: Um,
0: that was Steve Golden.
1: Oh, it was Steve Golden. It wasn't the Dan. Okay. No. Uh, best in-game snacks. I, I struggle with this. Is a hot dog a snack? Is it a sandwich? I don't know. But <laughs> what, what defines a snack exactly? Uh, uh, he he sunflower said if, seeds.
0: he said if seeds, what flavor?
1: Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> but my answer was sunflower seeds. Uh, I, I, I'm a
0: fan of. I'm a fan of the
1: original. Also, the barbecue.
0: Ah, uh, very nice. Okay, so are we talking David's? Or are we talking
1: uh, I Bigs? Like David's. We... I've got no problems with David's.
0: Okay. Uh, what uh, about you? I went through a big seeds phase last summer. Like right. a massive seeds phase. It was awesome. Yep. Uh, Bigs has some really good seeds. They have a uh, the old day is amazing. Ooh, uh, and. They have a salt and vinegar that is phenomenal. Get out! Yeah, how you
1: are holding out on me, son? It,
0: I, I'm sorry. It's a malt vinegar. Still, yeah, it's amazing.
1: That sounds good. You know what's I'll not amazing, the Craig? What? Dill pickle
0: flavor. Oh yeah, I have not been a fan of the dill pickle. Or the sizzling bacon. Haven't
1: haven't tried that. Tried the dill pickle because I love me some dill pickles. And
0: the Frank's Red Hot ones are okay.
1: Okay. They're okay. I, I, malt vinegar—that I want, malt. I
0: I need that in my life. Okay, I'll, I'll pick up. A, I'll pick up some bags of the malt vinegar. Good. Good. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I think that might actually do it. Nice. Uh, I think we got invited to a bachelor party somewhere in there. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, nice. Something about we're going to the movies. All right, To Fev's. see Lego Batman. All right, Thad. So that's pretty cool. Nice. So uh i'm never reading the questions again <laughs> well
1: that's not true but you did a great job craig you just oh thanks but nailed the hell out of it and thank you for not a making me straight shooter
0: me... respected on all sides <laughs> perfect thank you
1: for not making me go through and parsing those questions while we are recording i really appreciate it <laughs> really appreciate it uh well do you have anything else before we uh before we sign up sign off I'm sign up so so happy to be back I'm glad to be back too. We'll we'll get more regular now going forward. There there will be more news coming out. We're not going to be doing game recaps of spring training games, but there will be things that come through uh to chat about. I do want to say uh just a couple of quick uh housekeeping notes. We'll uh we'll be talking about uh the renewal of uh special ops things coming up here in the, in the next and month or so. And new members. And new members. Yeah, so we'll we'll have our uh, our mini little pledge drive for you coming up. But also just wanted to point out uh uh, in some thenatsblog.com news, um, that Aaron Flynn of Sports Illustrated and uh, the former managing editor of the Nats Blog has moved on to a senior editor role with the blog, and Andrew Flax uh, has taken over the managing editor duties for the blog. Uh, duties? Yeah, duty. I said duty. Has done a. He's doing a great job uh, running things over there. I mean, he's he's really been great. Um, there's been a lot of good content going out on the blog that I, I really can take no credit for whatsoever. So, um, he's really been, been running the ship there for, for a good while. Uh, and if you like lighthearted Nat stories, uh, Mina is your gal. Uh, she has just been lighting it up and she is, I should have looked this up. Mad DC. Is that right?
0: Mad DC. Yeah. Is it MADDC? I think so, six or eight or something. Oh, is there number. a number there? I got it. I think out. there's a number. Oh boy, see, should have got that before I started
1: doing it. Uh, but nonetheless, if you go check out her work at thenatsblog.com, you'll get reference to her Twitter account and uh, a lot of the good stuff she puts into her uh, to to the blog there. So you should definitely check that out. Just had to do a little uh, little cross plug in there.
0: Look at that. Yeah.
1: Hey, we're getting back into it. There's going to be things to read. It's there are. Ex- it's
0: exciting. Books.com.
1: <laughs> we, see, we, we can't. This is just free advertising, Craig. We got to I'm sorry about
0: this. I'm sorry.
1: We don't advertise. We have special ops.
0: We have special ops, so we don't advertise. Exactly.
1: Well, thanks for listening to episode uh, 146.
0: 150 f- is <gasps> coming up. Getting
1: there.
0: We're getting there. 150. Uh, if you have ideas for episode 150 and what we should do, let us know. Email us, podcast at natstalkonthego.com. Oh, that's right. We do have an email address.
1: Yes, totally do. Uh, as, as we, uh, you know, ramble through the end of the show, thank you all for listening. We appreciate you uh, and your time. And we will, uh, we will talk to you all next week or within a few weeks from now. See ya. Thanks for listening to Nat's Talk on the Go. For more
0: information, check us out on the web at www.nattstalkonthego.com or contact the guys at NatsTalkOnTheGo on Twitter. If you like what you heard, take a minute to rate the podcast on iTunes and help us spread the word. See you next time. Go Nats!